You're listening to the Two Bucks Podcast, the podcast for outdoor entrepreneurs. Little by little, I was getting the sense of my time isn't my time. Just kept feeling this pull to the outdoors and wanting to do something in the outdoor space. Welcome to the Two Bucks Podcast, the podcast for outdoor entrepreneurs. I'm your host, Brian Krebs, and I'm really excited today because I have one and only Ryan Pincala, uh, author. You're the first author to have on the podcast. How's that feel? <laughs> yeah. Uh, weird, man. I mean, it's totally new for me, too. So this is, uh, this is sweet to be talking about it now that it's like a project that finally came all together. So cool to see it finally, uh, you know, be for sale. And people are pretty hyped about it. I will, I will admit, I did an extra lap at Barnes & Noble. I was like, just in case his book's here yet i want to go look so i went over to the cookbook session i can't ever find anything in that store i don't think they organize a darn thing but you are on like amazon like legit published printed everything 100 author yeah here i got i got a copy right here i'm sure you got people watching on youtube too so let me grab it quick i'll show it off yeah well ryan grabs that i it's a good idea to grab it because the way that ryan captured the the cover of the cookbook is phenomenal. All right. So, so I was pretty hyped about the cover, first of all. So pretty dope crappie uh, with some knife and fork around it. Pretty sweet cover, but um, it really turned out good. And I think, uh, you know, kind of the idea behind it was that it's all, you know, a fish cookbook. Um, everything in there was, written, you know, by me. Um I don't know how I'm sure your listeners probably are super familiar with the Krabby Chronicles, but um, that's kind of the brainchild of, of why we made a cookbook. So, yeah, I mean, they should be because I had Bart on probably a dozen episodes ago to kind of talk about the Krabby Chronicles. And and I'm also here in the Twin Cities, so I I think I've been following it. I think I caught it year one. I mean, I'm just looking like ice seasons coming um, and there's nothing to do except watch YouTube videos around the holidays and all of a sudden crappy chronicles start popping up everywhere. And so I've been a follower ever since. And yeah, um, okay. it was super exciting. Yeah, no, we totally appreciate it. Um, you know, it's crazy to see how far it's come in just a couple of years. Um, Cause we just finished filming season three, which uh, to go from pretty much ground zero to where it is now is just crazy to think like a couple of years ago, we were just, you know, chilling and, you know, Bart's garage, just hanging out. And all of a sudden it developed into like what's turned into almost a business now. So it's pretty wild. Well, and I think that's just a great testament to the storytelling. I mean, it's obvious when you watch it, you are telling a story. You're not just like turning a GoPro on and let's see what happens. Like you're, you're storytelling, but you guys also are very good at running cameras. And, and I think that when you combine those two things, like it, it just, breed success and obviously you've seen that like everything you just said it's it's exploded in three short years yeah and and i think that's just like i mean no matter what you do especially in the outdoors it's like the more you do it the better you get so you know we spend a lot of days out you know on the ice and and working together kind of as a group so our like you know team aspect of it has grown exponentially like every year and uh it's pretty wild now especially when we get on you know like a hot bite or something how fast we can turn out an episode and get, you know, all the shots we need, get all of the, you know, updates, all this stuff. I mean, we work really well together, which is, I didn't think it was going to come that far, 
So the fact that it did is super cool. And uh, I mean, I guess like with the cookbook thing, right. It was, we never had like intentions of that happening or, <laughs> or, you know, uh, super eat. Oh, there you go. You cut out first. Oh, just a quick, second. sorry, man. You came back. We nope. good? Yeah. You came back, came back to okay, life. <laughs> so yeah, like, right. You know, writing them's not super easy. So like, you know, people DM me on Instagram, like, Hey, can you just send me the recipe for that? Well, it's not really that simple, you know, <laughs> like I think people just think, you know, if you can make it, you can just like write this recipe. But, um, I guess my advice would be for anyone that's like, ever thought about writing a cookbook or something like that is like take something super easy and actually try to write the instructions for it, it is not easy <laughs> oh no to just, to just write it down and give it to somebody and be like i guarantee that that'll work out on, oh and <laughs> you on know? your phone as well like and someone over instagram be like hey can you just tell just tell me how to do it quick and you're like yeah i'm not doing that with two thumbs dude like there's it's gonna be paragraphs and you have to know like every little detail and like oh by the way make sure like if this happens flip them over right away or like that's just a disaster for a way to communicate a recipe. Like on my phone, just, you know, a handful of recipes that people constantly asked for that I was like, I could just deal them, you know, when someone asked. Um, but after a while, I was just like, dude, not people DM me and I felt bad, but I'm like, you're, I was like, we'll figure out a way to get them out there, but I can't just like send them to everybody that asks, you know? Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just kind of how it goes. And I, I didn't, I guess I didn't feel that bad about it, but I was like, if you want to make it, I literally just made a video on how to do it. Just watch that. But um, yeah, the the cookbook thing, we just had enough fans just constantly asking for it, like in comments on videos or just we had meetups and people would always be asking for it. And it took till year three, but then uh, started putting some serious. I definitely wouldn't recommend that because there was, you know, a lot of days where I was cooking like, oh, for, you know, eight, 10 hours just to try to bang some of these out, make sure the recipes were dialed. And then I had to have people come over just to eat the food. Cause I'm making like, <laughs> you know, like all these different dishes and stuff constantly. Um, but yeah, so the cookbook turned out, it's like 26 recipes basically that are all like original that like I wrote myself. Um, everything in there is designed, you know, to use like crappies, which is just what our show is about. So that was kind yeah. of the natural fit there. Um, and I do a ton of other stuff, you know, I, I do a lot of wild game cooking and just general cooking anyway, but I kind of wanted this to really focus on that just to kind of hit like our fan base and I don't know. I mean, I, like I said, I never wrote a cookbook before, so it was more just trying to just get in there and make it the best I could do and, and do it as cheap as possible. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. No kidding. You know? no. And so you said you're just, we had a couple technical difficulties, but you're talking about like the complexity of just banging out eight hours worth of recipes at once. And is that to just like go through it, make sure you have every step documented, make sure it turns out. But then I suppose as part of a cookbook, you want to take pictures of every, like show people what they're going to be cooking. Is that part of like why you had to do all those recipes and all that cooking as well? Yeah. I mean, I guess for me, like, I, I mean, I own a ton of cookbooks. I cook very little of the things that are in them, but I buy them for, you know, to flip through and get some inspiration for something here and there. But bottom line is like, you're flipping through a cookbook to look at pictures and be like, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. So I was like, I need that aspect of it. <laughs> to, oh yeah. To, to really come through hard. And uh, so, yeah, it's crazy when you start digging into it. Cause you know, you start going down this thing of like, okay, I, I've cooked this enough times that I know it's dialed. Like I know the ingredients is good and the measurements, everything's ready. So I get that written down. And then I start going through and like writing the steps, which is weird because you just kind of compounds and compounds. And then once you finally get it down, you have it made. 
and then you spend all this time like plating it up to make it look awesome <laughs> yeah <laughs> which is just you know trying to get this like perfect shot which it's funny to like look at the pictures and how good they turned out and then like remember how i set that up to actually get the shot is hilarious right because it's like on on the table like in the kitchen which is like not aesthetic in any way with like you know a couple different lights around you're like standing up on a chair trying to get the (laughs) angle down yeah like all this ridiculous stuff and then you take the picture you're like god it looks like it's from a magazine dude (laughs) yeah well a lot of the stuff you guys produce looks like it's like professional from a magazine even the cover to your book i don't know how you got that crappie to just perfectly arc in the hole and like it's obvious you're doing like a plate right fork knife crappie in a hole looks like a plate um it's phenomenal the qual- the quality is great back on it so tell us about the the story with the just to make sure we get the whole story tell us about yeah the, no absolutely the shoot with the picture to get the cover because you like you said the cover is everything, and like it's a big part of why people are going to buy it because they're not, they're probably not going to open it up and read the recipes. They're going to pick it up or see it on Amazon, and they're going to see the color and goes, that looks like a cool cookbook. Yeah, and I mean, I think the biggest thing with like especially the pictures inside, right, is like I wanted the cover to be like you pick it up, you're like, wow, this looks awesome. That's why you're picking it up. And then, you know, you thumb through it, and like, all you know, all the pictures are full page, super cool looking. So um, that way you don't have to, you know, you're not worrying about, people just be like looking at words because no one wants to cook that's just writing so anyway so i i have this idea in my head like i had a couple ideas that i was like ah, oh, maybe this maybe that but i always wanted it to have like a fish for sure i'm like i want this to be an ice fishing like i want people to look at it and know it's about ice fishing because there are like zero ice fishing cookbooks and i was like this is our niche this is like what our show is about like this is going to be super sick so started going down that, had this idea of like the plate, you know, plate setting, right? With the plate and the fork and knife and all that. So I'm spitballing with a buddy on the phone and like I, in my head, I had like this other idea, but as I was like explaining it to him, I was explaining the, the idea that I actually did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and once it came out of my mouth, I was like, wait, that would be like way better actually. Let's just do that. But then I'm trying to think, like, how I'm going to get this shot perfect, right? Because it's got to be, like, crispy and everything. And I'm like, all right. So um, we're filming one day, and we had, like, all the conditions, like, perfect. Because, you know, the lighting had to be good and everything. We're just kind of out on the ice. And it was, like, a cloudy day. Just everything was good. And uh, we're just smashing these crappies, right? And we were having such a good time. We were filming an episode. It was, like, right after we came back from Maine. Or, uh yeah right after we came back from Maine it's crazy um and we were in Minnesota again and I had like wasted all my opportunities prior to that to get this shot okay we had like we've already been on the ice for like 20 days and I've like not taken this picture yet and I'm like oh dude this is like the last day like I need it (laughs) and uh so we're catching all these fish and then towards the end of the day I like remember like oh dude I have to get this picture right so I catch this fish right it's maybe like a 10 or 11 inch crappie and uh, I'm just like, how am I going to do this? And I was like, forget it. I'll do the, like, the knife, the fork. I'll figure that out later, you know, kind of thing. So I'm like, I need, because what I wanted is, you know, when you drill a hole in the ice, you get this, like, slush all around it, and it looks, like, terrible. Yeah. So I was like, somehow I have to figure out how that's, like, not going to be a factor. So my idea was I would take, like, two pictures and overlay one with like the fish in the hole in but in the picture of the one with the knife and the fork just like laying on clean snow oh that was like in my head the only way i thought i could actually make it look legit because if i was gonna like cut a hole i'm like what are the odds i get this perfect in one go 
so at this exact moment, I'm like, all right, this is the fish. Like I need to get this shot. So I, I'm talking to Bart and I'm like, dude, I need you to just like, hold, like I, this fish has his bait choke. It's so perfect. You can just like hold this line. So it's kind of up in the hole. Cause I'm like, it needs to roll like sideways. It needs to be like perfect in here. And he's like, well, he just has no idea what I'm talking about. I'm trying to like, explain it. I'm like, you just hold the line. Like, that's it. And that's his exact. So now I got the camera out and I'm like trying to snap these pictures. And I'm taking like a hundred pictures, right? Cause it's like, nope, not good enough. Not in focus. Not good. Not good. And the fish is alive. So it's like flopping around. Now the DNR officer's walking up on us. Like oh, on no. the lake. Like I see, like he just comes like, we're on a house. There's like a ton of permanent ice jacks out there. So he was kind of like behind somebody. He comes walking around and I'm like, oh, here we go. <laughs> like I'm in the middle, like trying to get, and it's like, everything is so perfect. And I'm just like banging these pictures away. And he walks like right up to us. And he's like asking for like our licenses and like how it's going and how, cause we were, we had a ton of fish on the ice. Cause we had like seven people out there and we were, we were keeping a bunch of crappies. So now he's all concerned. And I'm like, I'm like, dude, I'm just trying to get this one picture. He's like standing like right over my shoulder. Right. Yeah. And I'm like shooting these pictures and he's looking at us like, what the hell are these idiots doing? <laughs> like, you know? And, uh, and I shoot a bunch of them and I was, and I still had no idea what I had. I was just like, dude, good enough. Whatever. Let's get this taken care of. So we meet with the guy and he checks our license, the whole thing. So then he leaves and then we kind of just like, aren't talking about it or whatever. So after that day, I go home and I'm just praying. I'm like, please let there be something I can use in here. And I go through and I take like 200 pictures of this fish in the hole. And they like all suck except for two. <laughs> and I was like, thank God that something panned out here. So I had two shots and they were both like really crisp and like look great. So I do that. And then I was just thinking like, okay, I need like one picture of like clean snow with this silverware laid out. And then we were running up against the deadline because I had like the book pretty much written, but I still didn't have the cover done. And I would have liked to have spent more time on it, to, but Bart put it in a video, like a promo for it in a video that was coming out in like three days. Oh boy. And so he's like, dude, it has to be done. And I'm like, can we not, can we just cut that out? Like, seriously, it's not ready. And, but it was between trips. So we would have needed like, there was going to be a gap of like a couple of weeks, but we knew the book had to come out before that. Yeah. And uh, so it was whatever. It was just like, we have to have it done, figure it out. So I'm just like burning through. It poured rain for like three days after that. So it was just like, it was crazy. I needed one picture and it was like, everything was up against me. And I went out to one little lake by my house one day and it was like iced over perfect. Got the stuff laid out, took the picture in like the pouring rain. Went back and edited it together, like cut the, the hole out, put it in between. And I was like, that's it, dude. It looks so good. And we had, we already had the name. Uh, so I had started doing, so clam, we work with clam a lot yep. for um, everything. And so in there, they put out like a digital magazine uh, throughout the winter each month. So this year they had asked me if I would do like a, a cooking or a, like put a recipe in like an article in each one. And I sent one in and they absolutely loved it. And they were like, can we do it for every one? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And that set, that segment in there is called the frozen kitchen, which is what the title of the book is now. So I, we had put it in there as that. And I thought the name was so good. I actually messaged them and was like, Hey, I know I told you guys to use this name for this article thing, but like, I need to use it for this book. <laughs> and they were cool about it. They were like, yeah, do whatever you got to do. So I did. And, and I, I think it turned out awesome, but the cover, yeah. So the cover is 
I wish I could say it was just one shot, but it's two that I edited together to, to make it look like one. But it turned out really clean. Um, I think it's just like perfect for that book too. Yeah, but I get a lot of compliments on it. Like a lot of people bought it because they thought the cover was so cool, and they put it up on their shelf or whatever. So people, it's cool to get messages from people that bought it and just like have it in their house. You know, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, well, but, it's the kind of cookbook where I think people that know you will buy it for the recipe because they know you're a good cook and they've seen the stuff. Like if you've watched Crappy Chronicles, I mean like the fish tacos you did on the ice or the, what was it? The fish <laughs> dip that you made when you were up North and all the, like oh yeah, people see these recipes and they're like, that looks delicious. I'm going to buy this cookbook. But a big yeah. part of it's also like you put that like in the corner of your kitchen, like under the cabinets, kind of set it up as like a display. And it's like, yeah, I've done, I've done that with certain cookbooks too. I'm sure we can probably guess who's, but it's like it kind yeah. of is like a status symbol of like this is who I am. I'm a wild game carnivore, or like I'm a I eat wild game. It's part of who I am. It's a part of this kitchen. Like this is yeah. what, why I love cooking is because of I hunt. I love cooking because I go through all this work to hunt and fish and bring this meat home. Now I want to make it the best I can, and I'm nowhere near a cook, right? Like I'm sure. I'm a I'm a yeah. hack at best, but that's why I love it. And so that's the kind of cookbook. Like here's the kind of cookbook that you would put up in your kitchen and display it. Like use it, but also as like a art piece, like a wall art almost. Yeah, and I mean that's what I was shooting for the whole time. I was like, I think, and you know, it was crazy because writing it, I, you know, I spent enough time doing it. Like initially, I was writing it, and I was like, no, that's not good. Delete that. <laughs> try this you know you got to get the language like the feel has to be right you know yeah and like consistent throughout so it was like eventually i kind of got the language down like how to explain certain steps and everything that were kind of consistent like across different recipes or whatever and once i got rolling i was like all in you know had like my head was just there and i was burning these out um and then you know i like i said i'm not mr technical when it comes to you know putting a lot of that media together. I mean, I do a lot of photography and video stuff, but this was probably one of the biggest things I've tried to undertake and, you know, just with formatting and all that is just nuts. So I learned, I definitely learned a lot in the first go. Like this, if I do this again, it'll be a lot easier, <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was like, you do a bunch of stuff and then you mess a lot of it up. So you go back and try to fix things. So it's an interesting process for sure. I mean, I'm sure writing any kind of book is like that, especially with formatting. And it's not like I have an editor, right? <laughs> like I'm yeah. just free balling, going for it. And, uh, you know, I tried to do as best as I could. And that was a funny thing is when it initially was up for sale. So I published it through Amazon. That's like where it's for sale and everything. And I worked through their publishing system, department, whatever, to get it, you know, made into a book actually. Mm -hmm. So essentially independently published through Amazon. So to do that, it's actually not that complicated, but there's a lot of steps and there's a lot of little things that get hung up, which is why it was like dragging on and on was I'd try to upload it and then it would just kick it back and be like, no, like not accepted, but it doesn't tell you like why or anything. So then you're trying to like go through and figure it all out. I'm looking at like tutorials on YouTube and stuff, trying to just figure it out. Like what is wrong with this thing? And, uh, you know, eventually I figured out there's like this preview thing where it shows you like this dotted line, you know, oh. margins or whatever. Yeah. And if it is like one molecule away from this margin line, it just rejects the entire, like it could be a page number that's too close to like a line. And it just, your whole book's just like, no, not good enough. So that happened to me like four or five times. So I finally figured out the formatting with that, got it all uploaded. And then 
so to proceed forward with like the rest of the the publishing uh, process, you have to have the like the manuscript written for this whole book. So I have it like the draft copy in there. You know, it's like unedited, just very raw. Boom, it's all in there with the photos. So I upload that. Lets me go through the rest of the process for like making the title and the description, like the Amazon posting. So now I got Bart telling me, dude, the video goes live in two days where are you at and i'm like i have no idea <laughs> you know I've, i'm i'm working here like amazon sends you a thing that's like it, it could go live in the next 72 hours i have no idea when i don't even know if there's someone that looks at these i have no idea so we get that rolling and i'm trying to submit like the final draft into this thing and it keeps like telling me it's accepted and just dragging on and on and on and I'm stressing now because I'm like, it's going to be for sale in this video, like tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and I got to be, and I have like done zero hype, right? You yeah. know, I didn't put on Instagram that this thing's ready. And I'm sitting like, I, I have like a regular job, you know, Bart just off filming, whatever, and editing. So he's like calling me at work, like, is it done? Is it done? And I just like put my phone on side. I'm like, yeah, I'm not even talking to you. So this thing is, <laughs> tells me it's ready. So it was maybe like two or three in the afternoon and I finally got like a message from Amazon that was like, Oh, your book's been accepted and is now live, you know, for sale. I was like, thank God. And, uh, so I, I messaged him. I said, yep, it's up. It's good. And then the video goes live at I'll say like seven o'clock. So it goes up, we blast it on social media and it absolutely went insane. I'm talking like my entire newsfeed on Facebook, Instagram, everything for the next 48 hours was nothing but like, this book frozen kitchen. like i yeah because people are sharing the crap out of it like it just went crazy and uh and i was like this is good like we're getting traction it was in the video we had like a ton of people click through the link you know to to go buy it so and now like i know people are buying it like crazy because i told people once you bought it screenshot you know like the receipt or whatever and send it to me a dm and i'll like enter you to win something or whatever yeah, yeah. so i'm blowing up like i have like insane like hundreds of messages right just going nuts and uh i'm like this is sick you know <laughs> like it's going down and uh and then i keep going on amazon because they have um a, like a report thing it says how many you sold right yeah just sitting at zero 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 and i'm like what are you talking like there's no way this is right and then you know i go on i go on the just like amazon page to buy it and it's it, from the first day to when it hit so it hit number one in like all fishing books in like two days so it was sitting at number one and then it went to like the number one in hunting and fishing which was nuts because that's like a huge category and it was like you know like all cameron haynes books and like meat eater and then yeah. like my book you're going against some big dogs <laughs> that have been in the game a while right and i'm like okay yeah and i'm like i know these guys are doing crazy numbers you know yeah. But now I'm sitting here looking at my like dashboard on Amazon and it's just like zero sales. And I'm like, come on. Like, there's no way this is right, man. Yeah. So everyone's asking me like, how's it going? Like, how many of you sold? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> no, no idea. No idea. And uh, so, yeah, it sat at number, like it was literally my cookbook, Meat Eater and Cam Haynes books for like a week on Amazon. And I was like, this is not like, this is crazy. I mean, like I knew we had like fans and stuff, but I'm like, I don't really know anything about books. Like we, we talk about like social media numbers, like all the time, like YouTube and Instagram, yeah. you know, traffic. 
but this was like a totally new world for all of us. So I'm just, they're all asking me and I'm like, dude, I have no idea. Like, I don't even know what good is. Like yeah. how many books you have to sell in a day to be like number one. I have no clue. Yeah. Well, it's probably the same. You saw <laughs> podcasting. You start a podcast, like you got past the barb and it's the same yeah. with me. Like, I'll launch an episode and I'll update my anchor app for the dashboard. And it's like, numbers haven't changed. I'm like, I know that's not right. <laughs> and then people right. are like, how's the podcast going? And I'm like, it's going. I mean, I've po- like the only thing I know is I haven't missed a week since I started, but I don't know what numbers yeah. are good or what numbers are bad. So it's, and at least there's, there's like a lot of people you can talk to about a podcast, but like how many authors do you, how many people do you know that are published? I don't, exactly. yeah. And I, I know, know one yeah, now. Zero. yeah so anyway it was like a totally new thing for me and i was like hyped right to see like people were buying it and so i'll say like from the day that it went live which was like the in the first week of february it took uh like when people bought it it, they didn't they wouldn't have it in their hands for like 10 days okay so i was like okay like we have this like huge wave of like hype right now Mm -hmm. and we don't have a lot of videos left in the season so it was kind of like, okay, we have to like ride the wave. So I just tried to come up with new ideas and I was like, okay. So, so somebody messaged me the first day that they got one, like in their hands. And I was like, perfect. So then I just went on and I was like, for the next, you know, week, if you uh, post a picture of it and tag me in it, you know, you're entered to win whatever, right? you know, some tackle or something. Yeah. And, and then it went nuts again, you know, where it was like all over the place. There is, um, freaking posts on social media pretty much everywhere and i was just doing my best to try to figure out like how do i just keep this traction going and so i was trying to do giveaways which is working really really well and kind of got to the point where i was just hoping that enough people saw it that it would just get shared around enough and luckily it did. i mean to, to have like the only book we've well only book i've ever even been a part of doing just take off insane was pretty cool um so and then i didn't actually get the first like report of like how many got sold until like the second week of sales then it finally popped up you know i started like adding it in so yeah i don't know that like amazon is the ultimate place to, to try to manage a book sale through but it definitely worked and I don't know. I suppose I'd probably do it through there again, knowing what I know now. But um, yeah, it was just crazy to see the the amount of of people that that bought it right off the get go, which is I don't know, pretty sweet. And now that it's available on Amazon, you know, people that aren't even fans of the show are buying it. Yeah, because you have a huge marketing arm. I mean, they have what a billion customers. I mean, yeah, easily. Obviously, not everyone's cruising the the hunting and fishing channels for you know, cookbooks, but still like they have a marketing arm. It's kind of like Airbnb and VRBO, right? Like you buy a house, you don't have to do the marketing because the website's got the people. They're going to come and book your place. Same with your book. Yeah. And and what, I, what it sounds like is magical about this whole opportunity is, is like, yeah, Amazon might not be the best place for like a person to go get a book published, but it gave you the mm-hmm. opportunity to publish your first book where you hear other people talk like I got shot down 18 times by editors before I got my book published. And you're like, F it. I'm going to do it myself on Amazon. We're going to roll the dice and let's go. Yeah. And I think, and I, I think that is like, I mean, I suppose even if it wasn't a cookbook, just like any kind of book, like if somebody out there is like, they want to publish a book about like, I don't know, deer hunting or something. And they yeah. got something they want to talk to. I think it's a lot like YouTube, right? You got something to say. It's worth putting out there. Um, but 
being able to do it for, you know, low cost, I think is huge. So for me, I was like, first of all, I don't know what I'm doing. Second of all, I was like, I don't just have like infinity money to just throw around to make a book. Right. Yeah. And I mean, literally the way I did it was free. I mean, other than like I had to, you know, buy like food and like cook it and stuff. But um, yeah, like publishing a book through Amazon doesn't cost you any money. Um, which is really cool. And I don't think a lot of people know that. Yeah, I'm so, sure they take a larger cut than maybe a traditional publisher. But it it's like you said, it's that door opener. Like you either can go through the door and you play by their rules and it's not going to be any like investment out of the door for you. Or you can yeah. spend 10 years getting shut down by editors until you finally get someone to take a chance on you. Obviously, True. I and think like, most people would do it the way you did it. Like, yeah, let's yeah, get it yeah. going. Like, let's get out there and, and let people like, seem what I can what I can create yeah and I think anything like especially in outdoors fishing hunting whatever it is like granted it's a book but it's still it was marketed through social media right so anything like social media world YouTube all that mm-hmm. like none of it is like hey I'm gonna make a sick amount of money super fast doing this. <laughs> you know yeah so to me it was less about like the money more is like I want to get this out there I want people to buy this book I want my name out there like associated with this type of thing so like if I do it again and maybe it's bigger next time then it's like people are like oh Ryan Pinkhollow this cookbook yeah this is gonna be dope you know um, so yeah, but doing it through Amazon super, I mean, there's a lot of steps I will say, but it is, you know, it doesn't cost you any money, which is cool. Um, and you know, once you get, once you, once you do one, you'll, you'll know exactly what you're doing, but it's that first one that's like, oh man, what am I doing here? <laughs> um, yeah, but no, it was a lot of fun, honestly. And I, I'm glad it turned out as good as it did. Um, I, I, you know, I, I don't know that there's any way that I could do it like better right now you know i mean other than i could have done it more efficiently no doubt but didn't give myself a ton of time it was just kind of how it laid out right because we only had a small window to actually get it done and luckily we got it done in that because if we would have done it too late then you know we don't have the momentum it's not in videos it's just didn't it wouldn't play and i didn't want it to just fall flat i was like we're gonna do this let's do it right and it worked out so yeah uh yeah well, and, and I have buddies that have started podcasts and they did the similar thing that you did to hit, hit the podcast charts, right? They had strong social media followings that created a bunch of hype and all of a sudden they start trending like number one, number two in outdoor podcasting and they got yeah. noticed by people like Sportsman's Empire, like Dan Johnson calls monthly like, hey dude, like I just saw you on my chart. What are you doing? And it was like a door opener. And then like he got an offer to like join the network. And so that's kind of what I like about this Amazon. Like what the way you crafted this is like, yeah, first you get your name out there, you get your product out there. And that feels amazing. Like it's hard, your hard work in people's yeah. hands. But it's also like a great opportunity to just put it out there. And as a as an entry into this entire industry where like somebody could just call you up and be like, dude, I just saw your pod or your book on Amazon number one charts. I want yep. you to write your next book for us. Yeah, I want, like I want to work with you in the next thing. And you would never yeah. have that if you were stuck knocking on doors of these publishing houses. Yeah, and I mean, to be honest, like I, I had, you know, people reach out to me on social media that definitely were not fans of the show that, you know, were interested in the book and just wanted to, like, ask some questions and that kind of thing, which was awesome. Um, and the thing with, like, Amazon is crazy because, I mean, I know a lot, there's a lot of negativity 
towards Amazon and like a, the oh, yeah. whatever marketplace, right? Yep. So then I have people start reaching out to me asking me, hey, this book looks awesome. Uh, is it available anywhere other than Amazon? And I'm like, come on, man. <laughs> like, you know, I'm like, no, that's it right now. So then I started like my wheels started turning like, well, where could I get it in that maybe I could direct people that didn't want to buy it off Amazon or something. Same thing with like people from Canada, because apparently Amazon doesn't sell like books in Canada or something. I don't know what the deal is. It's crazy. Oh, what? <laughs> so, dude, there's, I'm telling you, there is some crazy. So, we don't want those so Canadians like, reading things. <laughs> so there was people in Canada that were messaging me that were like, hey, I had somebody in the U.S. buy it for me and then ship it up here. Because like they couldn't get it for, you know, it's not for sale there. I don't know. So I'm trying to figure that out. So we work with some retailers for, you know, the Crappie Chronicles and stuff. So I talked to some of them and, and got it into a couple of places, you know, for sale, like in a, in like a store. So I was like, I could tell people to get them from there and they can ship them maybe. Um, so I was doing some of that on the side, like buying them uh, kind of out the back so that you can buy like author copies at like a discounted rate. So I'd like buy them, and like sell them to, to, you know, a store that you could have them on the shelf for a while. So you're talking well, like this is, you could go to Thorne and pick up a copy. Yeah, like Thorne or like Vexlar bought them and like put them in their shop and stuff, which is cool. Okay, cool. And yeah, so the interesting thing there is then you start seeing how like how Amazon plays the game, right? So you have like a set amount of money that it costs you, like a printing cost, right? Yep. And that's what you can buy them as for, as, if you're the author, you can buy them for that price, just like flat. And then, you know, they mark up to their Amazon cut, right? And you can set the price wherever you want. Like, you can make the book 50 bucks if you want. You can make it $5, whatever. But then Amazon calculates kind of like what their cut is. And you make the rest, okay? So, I, so once your sales start going really well, you know, Amazon, obviously, they have, I'm sure this is all like automated, right? But as, as your sales increase, obviously like if you're the author you're definitely going to buy some copies and then sell them elsewhere right to yeah. other people or out of your car i don't know whatever so your your sales start doing really well and then amazon without you doing anything and you can't control it just flashes the price on amazon and puts it on sale so then you're like now they flash it to the point where you can't make any money if you buy them out the back end and sell them because you're you're then selling them for more than the sale prices on Amazon to force people to buy them through Amazon at a lower cost than what you can provide it to them. So they do this because you're buying copies or they do it regardless if you buy any copies? Well, I mean, I, I think they, they do it once your sales of your books start to increase. You know, and they frame it as like they want to drive more volume to your book. But my opinion was that they started doing it to to force you to not want to buy author copies anymore to direct people to continue to buy them off the Amazon sale. Because if you, if you buy the author copies, like it doesn't count for any of the sales of your book or anything. Oh yeah. I, I see what I'm saying. I definitely see the so shadiness. Like, so, so like, say I'm going to buy them off the back for like 15 yeah. bucks. Yeah. Right. And yeah. then I obviously have to mark it up to make some money. So I'm selling you for like 20. Yep. Well then they cut the price to $17 on Amazon. So they go, well, you can you can make your cut, but nobody's gonna buy them because they can just order them off Amazon for way less. Yeah, which was crazy. And then, but the the thing is, you don't they don't change the, the your cut. 
So like I make the same amount of money, whether it's on sale or if it's full price. Oh, so they're, at least they're taking it out of their end. They, they are, but, but still the flip side is that you're making half the money you would have, if you would have bought them off the back and sold them to like a store. Yeah. I, I, Right. There's no such make, thing I mean, as a free lunch at the end of the yeah, day. Exactly. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I'm, they let you get it. They let you start. They let you get published and they'll print your book for you. But I mean, like with everything in life, they're, they're going to get theirs too. Yeah. And I guess, like I said, it wasn't really about the money per se. So I was just like, whatever. But uh, it was just interesting to kind of watch it progress. Right. To where like all of a sudden your book's on sale. You're like, what the heck? Cause you set the price. Yeah, he's like, I didn't authorize a sale. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, seriously? And then and then people are emailing me pissed. They're like, dude, I bought it yesterday and it was, you know, full price. Now it's on sale. I'm like, I don't I don't know what to tell you, man. Like (laughs) I can't I can't fix it. I I don't know. That that is kind of wild. At least now you know though. You like you learn things. I do. Yeah, and like whatever. I researched it right away to figure out like what's going on here. But it was just interesting to see how that all, you know, kind of worked and and everything, but it went over so good, like crazy. Um, yeah, I mean, because it's only been, let's see, it's the beginning of April, so it's been two just under under two months, and yeah. we've done almost a thousand copies in you know, dude, that's just about two months. That's phenomenal. Does Does yeah. Amazon have like the silver play button, like YouTube? Like you hit a thousand copies, they send you a little uh, <laughs> silver book. Dude, I have no idea. <laughs> we're we're going to find out this together. Is, this, yeah, this is not my game, so I'm, I'm learning right along with you here. That's sweet. But it's, it's cool, and, and, I, and I mean, I don't know if people listening to, to, to this, you know, even have aspirations to do anything like that, but I will say it was, as much as it seems like, oh, it's kind of a hassle to do it through them, and there's some hoops to jump through. Like I said, it didn't cost me any money, and... The biggest thing is that I didn't have to like buy the books up front. Oh yeah. You know, like I think a lot of people go into it and they're like, Oh, I'll buy 200 copies and see what happens. And then, you know, you're footing the bill for this thing on the front end to inventory your stuff. And I was like, I never even touched a book and they were for sale. Like, I think I, I definitely bought, you know, like the first couple copies because I bought them before they were, it was like live, you know, that right, we promoted right. it. But but there were definitely people that bought it before we ever announced that it was for sale that I think were just people on Amazon that found it. Interesting. So it was, uh, yeah, pretty immediate response, which was cool. And, uh, and then it went, you know, like I said, it went nuts. So it was cool to see like a huge spike and tons of traffic getting driven there. And, you know, once now that people have them, we've gotten a lot of good comments on Amazon, you know, like reviews and stuff, which apparently is, kind of like the name of the game on Amazon. Oh, I'm sure that's huge. To have, you know, five-star reviews and people commenting and stuff. So, yeah, wild ride, no doubt. But it was uh, was cool to see and at least be able to be like, I did that, you know. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, you have some super insightful, like, tips, like, of of publishing a book. And like you said, I don't know if people have aspirations to do this because it kind of sounds like it was a bunch of hoops to jump through. But, like, like, let's be honest, what isn't in life? Like, if you want to do anything yeah. above and beyond a nine-to-five, like, <laughs> there's a hell of a lot of hoops to jump through to start your own, like, beard oil company. That's what I did. And I'm not on yeah. Amazon yet, so maybe that's my next step. There's a bunch of hoops to jump through to start your own website, to do all this stuff. But at least, like, you can. Like, you can go out there and do it. Like, you, 
if you want to write a book, a nonfiction book, a fiction book, a cookbook, a hunting tips and tactics, a gear book, like you can yeah. do it. I mean, yeah, especially if like you're into art or whatever, it's like make a coloring book. I don't know. But if it's on Amazon, anyone can find it, you know? Yeah, literally anyone. You don't have to go down to Cherry Street Books, the little brick and mortar store in your local town to find it because you know that guy and he'll put it <laughs> on the shelf, but no one's going to ever see it. Yeah, no, that's why it's crazy, and I and and kind of the sky's the limit because I was if if put it this way, if I would have done it myself, there's no way I'd have bought a thousand of them and been like, we're definitely getting rid of these. Well, you might have tried, <laughs> but your wife probably would have been like, uh, maybe not. Well, I don't have that problem yet, so <laughs> okay. But yeah. but yeah, just to to think like, how many are we going to get rid of? I don't know. You know, we were talking about it like merch, like we tried to sell Chronicles merch, and it's like that didn't go super well. So you know, I was just had zero idea of kind of the numbers or anything. So being able to see it firsthand was pretty cool. And I mean, it's still going right now. So, Oh yeah. And it'll go forever. Can, yeah. For, literally. And you know, I was like, dude, we're going to sell the crap out of them next ice season too. You know, oh, for just sure. one of those items that's just going to go. And, and it's cool because if you want to do another one, it's like make another one, you know, and, and now you got two books rolling or, you know, you build it up. You know, that's what some of these other companies are doing, that they have 10 books out there, you know, that are, every one of them makes some money. So it's kind of another angle that I think a lot of people don't take advantage of because, you know, everyone's thinking YouTube uh, or Instagram, TikTok, that kind of thing for, for just trying to get out there and maybe figure out a way to make money in the outdoor industry. But I'll tell you right now, there's not a ton of people writing books. It's crazy. And I that's why I wanted to have you on here. And I had a outdoor like article writer newspaper writer on because to me I used to write for a newspaper way back in the day I was like literally 10 years old I had like a little side column and they paid me $10 an article I thought I was the richest kid in town that's awesome dude but to me it's like writing is one of these frontiers or these industries where every you have what you need to do it everyone in America like if you're listening to this podcast you have the bare necessities to write something whether it's an article or a book like you could get really good with a cell phone camera, take your pictures, and then you could go out there and write your book, put it together. Like you, the market's going to tell yeah. you whether or not you should be a writer, but you can do it. Not everyone yeah. can be like an outdoor personality. Not everyone can be on TV. You, you probably don't have what it takes to do an outdoor TV show, but you could be a writer. Right. And that's why I thought writing is such a cool opportunity for so many people is like, it, there's nothing stopping you. Like you said, the sky's the limit. Anyone can do it. It takes some time. You got to jump through a couple hoops, but it's yeah. there. And I think the biggest thing for a book is like, if you, I mean, there's a lot of people that like try to do YouTube or try to do Instagram or whatever. And you know, it's tough sometimes. And yeah. I, I've been there for sure. And not that I'm like at the top by any means, but like it's going pretty good. Right. And we've been fortunate to get some cool opportunities to whatever, work with some companies, grow, you know, meet a lot of people through it. Um, but for you know whatever you're trying to do whether it's a book or whatever you're trying to grow i i've been fortunate to been in a few situations that i was able to leverage seriously to like get things out there like this book would not have done what it did without the crop and chronicles period you know the same book i could have published it on my own with no affiliation with anybody and it probably would have sold like 20 copies yeah. you know but it was just the timing of it was right and we were like you know, we talked, we discussed it and it was like, we got people that want it right now. Like now is when it has to happen. Like we could have waited and done it at a different time and launched it, but it, it was just like, 
everything lined up for it to be, you know, if we're going to do it, it's got to happen right now. And, you know, it, it worked. And, you know, especially with, with stuff like that, like if you, if you get yourself in a situation where you have a, a platform to speak from, that's when you got to, you know, launch your idea because it's, you got to get it in front of enough people to make it worth your time. And, you know, it's cool to just write a book and get it out there, but it's another thing to get it out there and like sell a bunch of them. Yeah. Well, it kind of circles back on like when you said like, Hey, let's keep this momentum rolling on our first couple sales. Now people are getting them in. It's almost like you're just yeah. keeping the momentum going on like everything you're a part of. Like, Hey, we, we had this crazy idea in Bart's garage. Like what if we were the best ice fishing crappie channel that ever existed? And we put some of like maybe the biggest crappie on the ice ever. Like I know that's your guys's mission. It's like, we want to film yeah. the biggest crappie through the ice that's ever existed. And yeah. so you start this random idea and you're like, I don't know if anyone's going to watch it, but they did. <laughs> And they did did. year after year and it's grown. And now it's like, okay, how do we keep this momentum rolling? What if we come out with some merch and a cookbook? Like, you know what I mean? It kind of hits on that same topic you were talking about. Just like, keep it going. Yeah. Well, and it helps everybody, right? I mean, it's cool that we have like a group dynamic. And I think there's other people that it's like, especially if you're just starting out and you're like, you're, you're looking at, you're climbing the hill, right? like man it's not easy going but maybe you got five guys and you all have a small youtube channel or you're doing instagram it's like work together man because like the cool thing about the outdoor industry is everyone can win like it's not like you're directly competing with everyone you know i mean kind of are but it's like you can you can do really well your buddy can do really well like you can work together to build it and if one you know it's crazy because anything can hit right Mm-hmm. like stuff that doesn't even make sense you watch you're like seriously <laughs> and it's like that takes off it's like cool well if if your buddy's that guy and it takes off it's like you work together and he brings you up to like his level you kind of work it up and then oh all of a sudden you do something that hits boom you know so that's kind of like what we're doing is is you know we got the crappie chronicles thing then this book went nuts and it's like okay well what can we do with that and then we got you know other opportunities to do like you know seminars at these different events and like all this stuff we're just getting out there and uh and it's it's just going nuts but um you know i'd say over the past this is our third year filming and over the past three years it was like let's just say yes to everything and just see what happens you know oh yeah and it's been working and and we talk about it a lot where we're like if you're doing if you're doing the right things good things will happen you know oh yeah and i mean it doesn't always work that way but it's like it works that way enough that you're like this is legit (laughs) i think if you give it time it'll work that way right if you're doing yeah. the right things over the or the right time and you you staying consistent, because I've had those days where it's like, man, I don't even know if this has been worth it lately. Like the numbers are just bad, right? Like yeah. you'll update the feed and it'll be like nothing, nothing, and then all of a sudden, like that third day or like the next day, just everything explodes. It's kind of like you with the book. You're like, man, I don't even know if this thing's gonna get published at all, much less before Bart posts this video. And then all of a sudden, it's like the next day that you get the email from Amazon that it's live. Bart posts it. And people are DMing you left and right. Yeah. Dude, you have no idea how much I was stressing that. Like, I was literally like, oh, my God, this has to work, you know. But, That's but cool. yeah, it's, it's crazy. So it's, uh, it's cool to be a part of, for sure, and kind of, like, be a part of a project that's growing. And, and we're all just trying to figure out ways to, to branch from it now and kind of use this as a launching point for a bunch of other projects. So. Hopefully there'll be a lot of new stuff coming that we're kind of working on, but yeah, it's, it's definitely wild to start from, you know, just a, a egg of an idea and really launch into a big, a big uh, 
process. But I mean, I'm sure. Well, you had Bard on, so I'm sure he explained like a lot of how we got going. But well, the Crappy Chronicles, yeah, he said something like, "I mean, it's a long time ago. I've talked to a lot of people since then, but it was basically like, dude, yeah. I was just bored. Like I was bored out of my mind. I was in between jobs. I had nothing going on, and I just texted some guys and like, hey, let's go crappy fishing, and I'll bring my camera." Yeah. Well, and for me, like I wasn't even a part of the show, and and it just kind of got that way. So. I don't know if he told you this, but so essentially they're filming season one, right? They filmed like two episodes ever. So it's like, no one's watching this thing. And, uh, and I don't know, maybe he had like one or two sponsors right off the get go from some companies he knew or whatever. So they had a very small budget and, uh, he had his buddy, Matt Pangrax, uh, who's a bass fishing guy. He does that BCL podcast Yep. up here. So he's never been ice fishing before. And they were just like, took him out ice fishing and filmed some stuff. Right. And they didn't catch any big ones, but they got a bunch of eaters. And I had been working on like a cooking project on my own that Bart was helping me film. So out of the blue, he texted me. I was like at work and he's just like, hey, uh, so I know you wanted me to like help you film some stuff. He's like, we just knifed like a ton of crappies. Like, you want to come over and like cook something with that? I was like, yeah, that'd be cool. <laughs> and is that the so one where you drove- did black and fish tacos? Yeah. Yeah. I watched so that, that episode. <laughs> So that was like, yeah, I want to say like maybe the second or third episode ever filmed the Crappy Chronicles. And that was the first one I was ever in, which I wasn't even like part of the show. He just texted me at work and was like, you want to come over and cook? And I was like, all right. What a great buddy to have. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, I go over there and and it was funny because at that time he was living in his brother's like townhome or whatever. And the place was just in shambles. Like I show up and I'm like, what are we doing here, dude? Like I can't like the kitchen's a disaster and like all this stuff i was like we're gonna film in here like i was like this looks like a like bottom of the barrel dorm room at that because right i remember now. it was like a electric <laughs> coil stove and like there was like the what was it the <laughs> cabinets where like i could only see like your midsection back there for parts of the shot i can't remember what it was but i could well and there's like there's like booze bottles like covering <laughs> the whole top of the cabinets and everything and i was like whatever let's run it like i don't care nobody's gonna watch this anyway so so we do it and like I, I kind of came over and I was like, all right, if we're doing this, I'm going to kind of throw down and like make some cool stuff. So we did and uh, everyone was like, damn, that turned out really good and like we filmed it well and like everything went pretty smooth and we put it out there and it got like a good amount of traction and people were kind of hyped on the cooking stuff and and I think we maybe did like one other cooking thing that season and because there wasn't a lot of episodes, maybe eight I think in that first season or so. Yeah. And so, and I didn't think really anything of it. I was just like, cool, man, but like, good luck, you know, with your, your series or whatever. And, and so I started, like I said, Bart was helping me with a project. Um, I, like I started a series called the meat season, which is kind of all about like hunting, wild mm-hmm. game, cooking, that kind of thing. Right. And I, I put out like a couple episodes and then in that season that we were trying to film of that, uh, I got, so this was. I guess season two. So over, over the summer slash fall, I filmed a bunch of stuff for the meat season. Bart helped me with a bunch of the cooking stuff. We go to film an episode for season two after they were like, Hey, do you want to be a part of this more? Like, I think the cooking thing would be a cool aspect of the show. I'm like, absolutely. Let's do it. And, you know, got a little bit bigger budget that year. It seemed like, man, we're doing something here. And, and we had a day when we were fishing in a lake in St. Paul like downtown or trucks got broken into 
got a whole bunch of stuff stolen, like all my camera equipment, hard drives, laptop, the whole thing. Oof. And so I, at this point, I have two episodes out of this new series I'm trying to launch that I was super hyped about, and I lost everything. Every hard drive I had, every everything. And I'm like, God damn it, you know? <laughs> it's just like, which whatever. I mean, it's not like I was doing this as a business. I was just like, well, that sucks. You know, I lost all this footage and pictures and, like, everything, which whatever. So bummed about that and then kind of put that on the back burner and then i was looking at the chronicles and was like hey this is still my outlet for like if i want to do cooking stuff and like film it like we already got this going and season two was when it really started ramping up right yeah but the the problem with season two was we spent so many days on the ice by the end of it we all hated each other and we were like this is stupid you know because i think we did like almost 50 days filming on the ice Oof. in one winter yeah that's a lot which unlike for me you know i was like i working a regular job so i'm getting off work and like meeting up at a lake you know for the night or something or going on you know a small trip so it was just a grind and i mean that's part of it you know you got to put the time in if you want to get it but since then we became way more efficient at like getting episodes and and not committing to stuff that we were just kind of hoping like we're going to stuff that we know we can convert on right so because for a show it's like i mean we want to show the struggle but it's like man we got ketchup yeah, like you know? your your Western Minnesota Lake this season in episode three yeah. is a good testament to that. It's like we know if we go here, we're gonna do amazing, and you show up, and sure enough, you guys did amazing. Yeah, and and that was kind of like we went there for that. Like we knew it was gonna be good, as much as it sucks to be like, oh yeah, that one kind of in the can. But it was like the place was going off, and it was no secret. I mean, there was a thousand permanent shacks on that lake, and everyone was beating their brains in. So it was like we. The the problem was that was right after Michigan. So we went to Michigan this year in the UP and we struggled big time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the videos were still great, but it was very tough. And, uh, well, thank God for those we, smallies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that was like a savior, right? But it was like the crappie fishing, not great. And we really just needed like to cap that trip off because we knew. So we, at this time we hadn't said it, but we knew we were going to Maine, right? Yeah. And that was like our home run swing, like, oh my God, this is gonna be nuts. But we didn't want to we didn't want it to crash before. So we're like, we can't just put out a video where we sucked and been like, Well, that was bad. Like <laughs> yeah. we you know what I You gotta mean? keep the momentum right building into your finale, <laughs> not just cut it off right at the heels. Exactly. And it was like we're getting into the time of year, so I'll say time frame here is late January, okay? And historically on YouTube ice fishing views absolutely die early february that's because everyone starts coming over to my camp on the shed antlers (laughs) yeah well and i don't know what it is because it's crazy because it's like everyone's so hyped you could put out the best ice fishing video in the world the first week of february and people are like meh (laughs) that's wild and uh and so we're just trying to like keep it burning. We're like, oh my god, this is going to be such a good, you know, thing. And I'm so glad we did because the first we dropped a video called "Welcome to Maine," which was like the kickoff to that trip. And that is the biggest video we've ever released. Was that video, dude? And I watched that. I remember I was sitting just in the other room watching that video, and I can't believe you guys all made it to Maine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a hell of a trip to be honest. But I. We, I will say over the course of the year, we're always kind of like betting on like, we do a bit, you know, we go somewhere and, and it was insane and like the scenery was great and all this stuff. And we're like, that's going to be the one that goes. 
like, this video is going to hit. And then it doesn't. You're like, come on, what, what do we have to do, right? Yeah. I don't know what it was about that main one, because that was like a movie, too. It was long. Yeah. And, uh, and it just went crazy. And to, to, to date, that's still our biggest video that we ever did. And, you know, it's not even, it's only been out for, you know, maybe a month or so, not even. And, uh, you know, we have some videos that have been up for two years and haven't done the numbers that that one did in a month, you know. So pretty crazy to see it. And, and you know, Bart is like, he's a very analytical dude. So <laughs> he digs into all the numbers. And, you know, when we have, we have like team meetings, right? And he pulls up all the analytics from all these videos and going through viewer retention and you know, all this stuff. And it's like, a lot of it's like, dude, I don't even know what you're talking about. But you can see the growth there, you know, where we're yeah. doing crazy more, you know, hours of watch time and all this stuff. So it's encouraging. And, uh, you know, we've been lucky enough to build it to a point where, you know, we got some solid sponsors we're working with and yeah, it's wild, man. <laughs> Dude, it's a hell of a so. grind that you guys have put out and, and it, the results are starting to, you know, <laughs> the cows are starting to come home. It's, it's working. I mean, yeah. you're seeing it every, every episode, every season, bigger and bigger and bigger and it's i mean i remember some of those first ones you guys did and i was like what is going on here like what are these <laughs> these guys I, I remember thinking two things for one i've never seen anyone like focus this hard on ice and crappies and have this quality and then at the same side i'm like there really seems like they're painting themselves into a corner here we can only yeah. fish when there's ice and we can only catch crappies well you guys obviously catch everything that bites but but it's like absolutely just another like testament to like focusing on a niche and you'll be way more successful than try to hit everything. Like if you just wanted to be another fishing channel, like it'd be so hard to have the same kind of traction you have when you're just the best YouTube channel on there on the air about ice fishing crappies. Yeah. We appreciate that. I mean, you know, we, we just, I don't know It's we try to take like a lot of advice to the people in the comments or whatever we do meetups, which is cool. And, this year was the first year that we felt like that was like, we had a lot of people showing up to some of this stuff. Like a, a year ago, I mean, it was tough to get, you know, a handful of people to show up to one of these meetups. And like, dude, we like St. Paul ice show. We had, I don't even know, a couple hundred people show up just to, you know, hang out, sign autographs and stuff, which is nuts. Um, you know, we do some stuff with like Thorn brothers, people show out and it's, super cool and i think our sponsors love that too because they're like i mean these guys are getting people to like come here for you know yeah. to hang out and uh yeah so to see the growth is cool and and then to start getting feedback from people and they're like hey we think you should incorporate this or show us more of that and you know we listen you know we want we want this show to grow and we want people to get a lot out of it because as much as we have fun doing it it's like we're trying to teach people too you know and yeah and Granted, you know, some of the stuff we do is, is stuff with electronics or, you know, reading lake maps, that kind of thing. So some of it's pretty technical, which is tough to explain in a YouTube video. But we've had the opportunity to do some, like, seminars where we go, like, crazy in depth on this stuff. And uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could see you guys having, like, multiple different seminars. That's something like the, the St. Paul Ice Show or the Minneapolis Ice Show, whatever they call it. Of like, yeah, like maybe uh, Griff's doing like a seminar on how to find like, you know, throw a blank lake map map up on the screen and be like, all right, guys, how do you how do you approach this lake for crappies? And then you could come yeah. in right after him. It's like, all right, you caught a bunch of crappies thanks to Griff, but now what do you do with them? Like, do you just <laughs> you know fillet them and deep fry them like everyone does every since the beginning of time 
uh, you guys know that there's yeah. like a couple more things you could do with a fish fillet, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and that was kind of what sparked my, my drive, right. Was that, you know, I, the catching cook thing kind of went rampant on YouTube with like a lot of fishing YouTubers. And I just looked at that and I was like seeing the kind of views they were doing. And I was like, that food sucks. <laughs> you know? And, uh, and whatever, I have kind of a passion for the cooking stuff. And, and I just thought it was like a way to level up. And I, I will say I, I do a lot more cooking and I would say a lot more like creative stuff in the wild game realm of cooking, but I kind of transitioned into the fish side. Cause I was like, this is going to go. Like, I was like, if we can put this out the way that we're filming like our fishing stuff, it's going to be nuts. And, and Bart lot, like he'd never filmed anything cooking related before. And he was pretty excited about it. He's like, this is like super different and fun. And he's like, I love editing, you know, this, this, uh, kind of like sequence of events is cool. And it's, you know, we shoot a lot of B-roll of the cooking stuff and it always turns out so good. You know, you're shooting yeah. slow-mo of like something sizzling or co- getting cut up or whatever. So we were all just having fun with it, you know? And, and the, the funny thing is, you know, we, we put these together, but all that cooking stuff happens at like midnight, 1am. It's like, you know, the last thing we do and it's just a grind like it's always the middle of the night everyone's falling asleep everyone's drinking over there like been drinking for three hours and we're like we just gotta get this done yeah (laughs) well because you're trying to maximize your time on the ice like the like what was it the deer river show go up there three four days and you like fish all day and then you come home and everyone else is shot now you got a real now you're starting you know your work i mean you've you're obviously an anchor on the ice too but like when you get back to the cabin, it's like all you, it's like the camera guy and Ryan, you guys, are, you're cooking. Everyone else is off doing something else. So I can definitely see that. I've been there. Um, I yeah. can't believe you guys cooked that lobster at like 3 a.m. I can't believe you bought a lobster and then took it on a train ride for two and a half hours. <laughs> well, dude, it was just like in the moment. Like, granted, I guess you kind of had to be there, but in the moment, it was like, we have to do this. We have to like, buy this lobster. I'm like, what are these guys every- doing? So, that was it phenomenal. It so right, dude. I bet it was. But, yeah. I mean, it made the show, like, <laughs> it made that storyline a lot better, right? It was already a good storyline. Like, yeah, I'll get you yeah. guys a rental car. You show up in a new state, and they're like, there's no rental car. He's like, oh, yeah, I got it for where I am, not where you are. <laughs> figure it out and he just goes figure it out and hangs up and you're like i guess we're figuring it out (laughs) go buy a lobster for step one buy a lobster step two go get a train (laughs) okay yeah we got that checked off now (laughs) and i think the what what i loved about the cooking too is you had that intern that apparently is is more vanilla than a like vanilla pudding um Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I don't eat anything." And then there's, yeah. <laughs> and then he's just pushing all these dishes in front of him. And every time he's like, "That's phenomenal! Like that's the best I've yeah. ever had." Or he's like, "I don't like hot sauce. Like that's way too spicy." And then behind him, yeah. there's Griff just <laughs> dumping <laughs> sauce onto this. Yeah, no, it's, it was a lot of fun. Like Luke, like I, none of us other than Bart even knew Luke like before the season. So we just started filming with him, and like so everyone's kind of like feeling each other out for the first couple weeks and then we're like all right we're good like this will work out you know yeah <laughs> but no he's, he's a good dude but it was fun having somebody totally new to like bounce stuff like that off of and just kind of get you know reactions and stuff but oh yeah, yeah. It was a, but, it, that added like authenticity <laughs> to it for sure which is yeah. nice um 
And so that kind of you mentioned briefly that you do a lot more cooking on the wild game side, and you just, and you started the meat season project. So as if you were to kind of guess at what a next step would be, would it be more of like a red meat cookbook? Yeah, I think yeah. As far as cookbook wise, yeah, I would love to put out a wild game one. I I feel that like I have a lot of really strong stuff in that area that is kind of new, like just that new, different ideas that I haven't seen before, which is kind of like what the fish one was, right? It was mm-hmm. like let's create a bunch of really cool ideas that it's like, you'll see it and be like, Oh yeah, that was a good idea, but it's not like off the wall. Right. It's just like, yeah. I wouldn't have thought of that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean like right now, you know, you got like meat eater, right. Which is obviously like dominating that world. And I think the stuff they're putting out is awesome. And they, they're like innovative in that way. Uh, but I think there's, I mean, there's a lot of ways to skin a cat. Right. So as far as, you know, venison type stuff like that's probably the most popular wild game that exists is you know people going deer hunting and whatever so uh there's a lot of stuff kind of in in there that i think is either not being done or could be done different that kind of like that's where i want to go it's like i i'm not just doing it to do it like i want to do it because i want to show people stuff that maybe they haven't seen before and yeah yeah, sure. so I would say I'd, I'd love to put out a wild game cookbook and, like, this meat season thing. I I, I keep saying that I want to get it off the ground again, but it was just, like, <laughs> something that I was, like, I was so all in, and then I just, like, having everything, like, laid out, like, I knew what I was going to do and then lose everything and then be like, God damn it, now i got to, like, start from zero again was kind of tough. So I filmed a ton of stuff over this past fall for that, so I have a bunch of footage. Um, that I'm hoping to put together and try to get, I, the goal is to get a bunch of that out this spring, like okay. in the next couple months. And then, you know, basically the hope with that is that I can put it out, get, get some eyes on it, maybe get eight or 10 episodes done. And then looking at fall to make it like a bigger project. So, you know, at this point it's like, I just need to get it out so people can see it and know what this thing is and then let it develop into whatever it's going to be. So, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. I have a couple episodes up there now. That, like I said, I have a super small channel. It's just kind of got going doing that. But, um, yeah, cool. And basically, it's like filming hunts and doing, like, cooking with, you know, whatever we got on that hunt. So, uh, I think there's one, there's, a like, a waterfowl episode, an antelope episode that turned out super cool. Um, so, just trying to do it with some buddies. And, and uh, you know, I'm still working with the same guys. Like, you know, I Bart helped me film some of the stuff. And, I do a lot of self-filming and I got a few other buddies that I hunt with and stuff like that. So it's, it's cool. It's like kind of just building up this group even more of, you know, guys doing fishing, guys doing hunting. I think it's important to try to do stuff as a group because it's just easier to, to push it further. Oh yeah. Yeah. And if you ever need, if you ever need a unique cut or a different animal, let me know. I've, <laughs> I've whack and stack them pretty good. I had to buy extra. I had to keep buying freezers cause I was running out of space. Heck yeah. So yeah, no, I, try to i try to connect i love hunting with new people and like talking cooking hunting whatever with anyone so um yeah it's cool to to talk to people like like you that are you know out there doing it all the time and and love the same stuff that i do you know like even before we came on we were just talking about going out west and stuff and yeah and it's you know it's it's kind of something especially like the guys that i know most of them either don't hunt or they hunt very little or they just hunt in minnesota so it's like I really can't relate to some of that stuff where I'm talking about going to Colorado and Montana and stuff like that. And they're like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So it's hard know, to find people our age that are 
willing to do that and and understand like you have to not only is commitment issues a big problem now right just in general yeah. like you want to go get drinks right. tonight after work well i don't know i'll see <laughs> yeah but you got to commit to like an elk hunt like we applied in colorado last week like you got to commit yeah. like yep. nine months ahead of time to go on some of these mm-hmm. things and that's just like pulling teeth so like it's basically our family like our family and some really close friends that are all in like a generation above me that can actually plan things out and commit so like i don't yeah. have hardly anybody's i have a couple very good friends i have that I can go out West with and know like they will show up and they will yeah. do it. They'll buy the tag and they'll, we'll have a great time, but it's hard. Like you said, like it's, it's so much better with a group, but it's kind of hard to find that right group, especially when you start going all the way out there. So. Right. And well, and like, you know, hunting, fishing, kind of the same thing where it's like you take one guy one time and then all of a sudden they start bringing other dudes. It's like, I try to play a lot of that pretty close to my vest as far as like, Oh, where are you going? Well, I'm not going to tell you like what unit I'm applying for. And like, you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, it, it, it's just tough because like word gets around and people know enough people. It's just, that's the, that's the game right now. It's just like trying not to, yeah. I mean, as, as much as it's like, Oh, I just don't want it to be crowded, but it's like, man, some of these places are getting hammered just with people and you know, stuff. There's not like unlimited game out there. So yeah, you're right. But, but what there is unlimited um, resource is ideas and ways you can cook that game. I, I mean, I, I would assume it's like restaurants, like there's a million restaurants. There can be a different, a million cookbooks, like how I don't want to eat the same thing, even if it comes out of mediators cookbook every day. And how many people right. do you know, they shoot their deer and they make backstrap steaks, like five pounds of jerky and the rest is all tacos. Yeah. Grinder meat, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like, you can do so much <laughs> more with this thing than that. Like. I get all the shanks from our entire deer party because no one wants to deal with a shank. And so I love it because yeah. I turn them into like barbacoa and they just yeah. like, cook down into like deliciousness. And so I'll like, we'll shoot eight deer in our group. I'll have, I'll bring home 32 shanks. Heck yeah, dude. Yeah. That's what it's about, man. And like for me, you know, I, I would say the past like two years, I've really gotten into like when somebody tells me something's not good, you're like, Oh, let me that's show where all my focus goes. You should try it with somebody like, then because everyone says they're not good. Yeah, I'm down for that. I've never eaten those, so I'd be game. But, you know, like all these different animals, birds, whatever, that people are like, nope, those suck. I'm like, watch this. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I try to share it with as many people as I can when I do it. You know, I'll take somebody on a trip and, and like, I'll sit for like the past two years, we got super into porcupine hunting in Montana. And we're doing just, some crazy stuff with that meat and like you know i go to north dakota waterfall hunting all the time and you know you go there and the limit's six ducks well you can shoot like 15 20 coup a day I'm like check that out everyone's like those suck i'm like bet they don't yeah <laughs> you know so it's like and making stuff with that that's really good you know i you give it to people and they're like this is awesome what is it and you're like you know it's coot meat it's porcupine <laughs> or whatever like, it's super funny to, like, see people's reaction to that kind of stuff because you're like, it's good. Like, this stuff is legit, and it's just, I don't know why some of that gets a bad rap, but that's kind of one of the things that I've been matching with the past couple of years is just, like, going down the rabbit hole of, like, okay, what do people say sucks? Okay, let's get some of that. Let's make it not suck. That would be a great <laughs> cookbook alone. Like, don't even touch a deer or an elk. Just all these things that you can legally harvest that everyone says suck. Yeah. Like, I've eaten coyote yeah. before. You got to make sure yeah, you cook too. it through, but other than that. But it's good. I mean, it's yeah. neat, man. It's oh, like, I couldn't tell the difference. The guy that did it made it yeah. into like a breakfast sausage patty, and he cooked it up at his desk in an office building. 
with his little jet yeah. boil and then brought it over yeah. to me. And I'm like, dude, this is phenomenal. Yeah. Dude. Like I said, yeah, I, I went, I got some coyotes in, with a buddy out in North Dakota and like I, I, uh, I made the hindquarters. I cured them like in a ham brine, made them into like ham. They were awesome. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. <laughs> Stuff like that. It's like people just, I, I think they get in their head or especially the people that have, they've never had it. Right. And they're just like, no, you can't eat that. It's like yeah. you've never even had it. Like you don't know. Yeah. So, you should do yeah, something. Yeah. Something like that would be a fun. <laughs> and you would be the only one in that space. Like you would literally be the only, like the, what is it? Like trash panda cookbook and the front cover of it's just like a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah that's solid man put that on the list but yeah man it's like there's a lot out there and it's fun to mess with and you know i i have fun with some of that stuff but at the end of the day it's like you're out there hunting fishing whatever and you're getting your own meat i think that's super cool you know like it, anyone can do it i mean it's some of the stuff's like yeah you gotta it's not easy right but like some of it is and i think anybody that's willing to like put the time to learn it I mean, sky's the limit on, on what you can do with a lot of that stuff. And that's kind of what we wanted to show, especially with like the frozen kitchen. It's like, hey, man, I made all these with crappies. One of the easiest fish in the world to catch. You know, this wasn't like I was going and being like, oh, you got to buy this fancy thing, go to catch all these snapper and all this stuff. I was like, let's make some awesome food with like pretty basic stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I wanted it to be like relatable. I mean, obviously, yeah, you could make a cookbook and be like, look at all these crazy cooking and I'm, I'm not like a chef. Like I didn't go to culinary school or anything. Right. I just learned a lot of this along the way and just have a passion for it. So I just dug in and, and I was like, I'm going to learn this as best as I can. And then I feel like the best way to learn it more is to like teach other people. Right. So, you know, if you, if you think you're good at something, teach other people how to do it because it'll make you even better at it or at least explaining it. So that's kind of where I went with it. And, and so far so good. Yeah, I'm super excited to to follow along and see what see what the frozen kitchen does throughout the rest of this season, and and I'm sure it's gonna start right back up next next winter when the Crappie Chronicles starts back up for season four. Yeah, we'll be pumping it for sure, and and as of right now, it looks like season four is pretty much a go. So, uh, yeah, crazy, and and I'm I'm just enjoying the ride. Right, I got a, a group of really good buddies, and I think that helps a lot. But you know, we all work pretty hard at it. And, uh, definitely not something that just came super easy. So it's, it's, you know, something you can look back on and be like, man, we really grinded super hard to get where we're at and, uh, it's still going. So that's awesome. Well, dude, Ryan, it's been a, a blast having you here and talking about it. First author to be on the two bucks podcast. So that's exciting. And I'm going to pick up, a, I have to pick up a coffee. I was going to pick it up in front time for this, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> not going to lie at all. Things get busy fast and then you things slip. So, um, I'm either going to go pick it up at one of the stores or buy it on Amazon, whatever, whatever's easiest or best for you and, and, uh, stay tuned for what's coming next. I'm super excited to follow along. I've been following the crappy Chronicles for a long time. Now I got to follow meat season. Yeah. Heck yeah. Like I said, fingers crossed, you can get that thing rolling. It's, it's, a uh, like I said, it's, it's a cool idea and it was going and we just got to get it back on the rails, but it's going to be sweet. So anybody that likes cooking, likes just, having fun watching outdoor stuff. I think it'll be a cool show for everybody and definitely a little different than I think a lot of the shows that are out there. So it'll be fun, but awesome. yeah, I'm appreciate you having me on dude. Super fun. And, and, uh, hopefully we can do it again sometime. Oh yeah. Hopefully soon. Um, if you ever need a guest on the past the barb podcast, um, not much for ice fishing, but we do a lot of summer fishing. 
yeah, I think we're all over ice fishing. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, before we go, give people give a shout out to all your socials and YouTube's wherever you want to send people. Um, where can they follow along or, or come check out your stuff? Yeah, right on. So I keep it super easy. My Instagram, my YouTube, or just my name, Ryan Pinkala, Ryan underscore Pinkala. Um, Crappie Chronicles, you can search that on YouTube pretty much anywhere on Google. It'll pop up, but that's on Bart's YouTube channel. So if you look up Adam Bartusik, uh, you'll find that. But if you just search Crappie Chronicles, you'll find it. We have three full seasons out there. So uh, we kind of do it in like a, I'll call it a Netflix style, you know, thing. So it's, you know, kind of a storyline that builds. So it's worth something you can just binge on your TV and, and watch for hours if you want. So super fun. And uh, yeah, I'll be launching the meat season on my YouTube channel, hopefully sometime soon and keep her going on Instagram. And that's kind of my outlet for letting people know what's going on, at least in my life is Instagram. So uh, check it out on there. Give me a follow. And uh, yeah, I think that's it, man. All right. And check out the frozen kitchen. We'll put a link to the Amazon page in the show notes, folks. So you can just click on that and jump right over and, and get yourself a copy of the frozen kitchen cookbook. Yeah. Appreciate it, man. Anytime. Thank you for being here, Ryan. Heck yeah. Yeah.